Malcolm the Witch is a Twix. It has been a minute, mm-hmm. many, many minutes, maybe a couple moons, um, since we recorded an episode, and the reason is not, it's nothing personal, it's really nothing personal, it's nothing against you guys or anything like that, it's just, we've just, life, life gets in the way, and okay. we've all been going through our own special brand of, of bullshit in life, and and so we kind of just took um, an, an unannounced and unexpected uh, mental health break, if you will. Um, but we took the time. We weren't. We didn't completely abandon the podcast or anything that we were doing. So we took the time to really dig into what we wanted the podcast to be, what we want to do. And so we've come back in episode twenty, which is this, and to kind of convey to you guys what the direction is, what the what the new what the new direction is. Um, this episode is titled New Beginnings because in a way, like I don't I don't want us to say like, oh, we're we're evolving or we're we're leveling up. We're just changing. We're just we're just trying a little bit of a reboot and seeing how we like it and how everyone else likes it. Um, one of the first things that we're gonna be doing is we're going to introduce uh, seasons. And Sophia has a really great explanation of why. Well, it was actually Scott's idea, so let me just give credit where credit is due. Thank you, Scott. Scott so brought it up and said that this might be a good idea. Other podcasts do this, um, and Sophia kind of really yeah. found the reason why. So real simple. Um, when you break a year down into four quarters, it works to divide up content in a really nice way that lets us provide to you quality without needing to burn ourselves out. We were trying to stick to a bi-weekly schedule, which means that you have to be recording every other weekend and you have to make sure that you have a date to produce it. And it's a lot. If we do it in seasons, you'll get five episodes per season. Um, we'll have enough time to space out the content so it's better. It'll have more quality to it and you're not going to have us burning out and disappearing randomly for months after everything gets too much and all of a sudden something happens and it's like I can't do this for a while you know so it's it's as much for us as it is for the podcast as well and I think it will uh, bring improvements in every area in a lot of ways why that's why I had suggested it you know it was it was kind of an approach so that way the podcast can work for our audience and for us as well you know, in a way that's healthy for us, so that way we can be producing quality content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's really important, um, just for anyone who maybe is a creator or, you know, puts out content of some variety on a regular basis. Is maybe like it's okay to to take a step back. Like I was, I've been really beating myself up over this kind of break that we had, and I'm like, oh, I have to, I gotta get back into it. I gotta get back into it, and um. I think when when we talked the other day and Scott really came up with the idea of, of seasons, I was like, I felt so rejuvenated at hearing that because it's like, okay, well, now you're allowed to take a break. Now you're allowed to uh, yeah. to do things in between and just, just take a rest from what you're doing. Not saying that um, we don't enjoy what we're doing because obviously we enjoy it because we keep doing it, Yeah, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the seasons are going to be really good. Um, hopefully they work out. If they don't really work out, then we will just we'll table the idea and we'll figure something else out. But um, I we think were, it'll work. Yeah, okay. we Great. were doing uh, have a, five have... episodes per. Yeah, five episodes per season. So our outlook is twenty episodes per year, which is a very solid number. Um, 
even if we were to go every other week, you'd only be getting 26 at most. So it allows us a couple of off weeks to make sure everything's good and attend things like Philly Pagan Pride um, and what have you mm-hmm. and live lives. Um, it's also kind of like working out, you know, you need that rest day. You got to have leg day, but you got to have rest day because it's important. Yeah. So you give yourself mm-hmm. a break. You're not going to make progress, right? And okay. also I was trying to, um, I was writing a little bit on our, on our Tumblr. I yeah. started writing on our Tumblr space too, uh, a little bit while we were on hiatus. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think it's like when you started writing on the Tumblr, like we we all kind of think we felt this natural pull to to get together and talk again and see like yeah. what we wanted to do. So yeah, seasons are a thing. Um, also, if you know if you're watching this, listening to this, however which way you're getting this podcast, you've seen our new logo at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, we we worked we worked pretty hard on it actually. Mm-hmm. Like a, a lot of a lot of thought went into it a lot of thought and a lot of effort and maybe magic who knows um one yeah we (laughs) (laughs) definitely magic uh we yeah we definitely worked really hard on it we we would like your feedback um but i think even if you don't like it we'll probably still stick with it for a while because we worked hard on it so and we really love it (laughs) and every time we talk about it we like start smiling yeah (laughs) it's nice to have something that you made you know even if we're not graphic designers we enjoy it it was it was fun to make you know exactly i do want to say um uh we we did draw up the concept of it but the the final line art the digital line art um i did ask my my sister to to basically recreate what we what we drew digitally so um, a big thanks to her for for putting that together for us. Many thanks. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> next order of business: the monthly zine ah. is a thing that we're going to be doing. Yeah. I don't know if we've actually come up with an official title or maybe a working title. I don't know, but we're gonna do a monthly zine, and it is going to follow the uh, new moon cycle. So the first one is projected to be out by May 4th, yeah. which is a new moon cycle. Um, to access the monthly zine, to, to subscribe to the monthly zine, um, it goes hand-in-hand hand with the Patreon. Since it's bonus con- it's extra content that we're taking that time to put out and do, um, we did decide to, I hate saying lock it behind a paywall, but you know there is a, a sort of idea of like a subscription to the monthly zine of what we're doing and that is the one dollar tier on patreon and that kind of leads me into the patreon because the zine and the patreon kind of go hand in hand um so we're gonna rework the patreon tiers so um the one dollar tier gets you access to the monthly zine which i said follows the new moon cycle and it also gets you access to a private facebook group where um you can like we're pretty much readily available in that group to answer questions, chat, talk, talk shop, whatever it is that you feel compelled to talk about, we are there to do. Um, the only thing that we ask in the Facebook group is to keep it relatively nice. Not like, um, I don't know, don't like, don't get too graphic with certain things. If certain things, if you want to say, just maybe like, maybe like a private message. That's kind of like the only rule with the Facebook group is don't don't get too too graphic 
on there. And, and um, it will be posted in uh, at the top of the... Yeah, we'll put like a little like yeah. uh, community guidelines kind of thing. I've so, admin a few Facebook pages. Yeah, Sophia's probably going to be the the Sophia and Scott will probably be the two main people that you'll interact with the most in the Facebook group, just because I work um, nine to Kingdom Come during the day, so I'm pretty much like I can kind of pop in sometimes, but I'm not. I don't always have that focus to always be paying attention to stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> so that's the $1 tier on Patreon. You get the zine and the access to the private Facebook group. And then we have a $3 tier, which includes the $1 tier. You get access to all that stuff. Um, plus, um, we have a lot of plans of doing vlogs and behind the scenes videos and just additional, additional videos that will be edited content that take a lot of time and effort for us to do. So, um, if you are interested in having a sort of behind the scenes look at what we do when we're, I don't want to say when we're off camera because obviously we're on camera, but, um, you know, not podcasting, not doing this like formal sit down podcast. Um, you get to see that there will be a $5 tier, but, we haven't really settled on what we want for that yet, and we don't really feel like we have to decide necessarily. Um, so just a one and three dollar tier right now is all it's going to be, and it's completely optional. So we will never lock the podcast itself behind no. a paywall. The podcast itself will always be free. Talking to us through our social media platforms will always be free. We'll never monetize that. I couldn't imagine doing that. But it's just this extra stuff that um, we want to do that, you know, if you feel like it's worth it, then uh, sign up for that tier on Patreon. Yeah. <clears throat> and which kind of ropes in, yeah. I could also throw yeah. in, the zine is retroactive. So if, say, the zine's been going for four months and you come in and subscribe at month four, you'll be able to go back and read all the earlier Yes. Yeah. So yeah. you don't need to worry about missing content. It is not locked month to month. Once you have the Patreon access, you just have access to everything we've written. So if, if you're unsure, you can give it a few months, watch the material build up, and then click and see if you like it. And if you don't, well, there's, there's no harm. It's $1 spent. Yeah, and and when it comes to the zine, like I'm all for people talking about our articles and stuff, but I would just really prefer it if you just didn't share it to the world, <laughs> like put it up as a link somewhere. I have, I have be cool. ideas for that. We'll we'll talk about that. But um, but yeah, it's just it's just always always res it's it's like no different than stealing someone's artwork. You know what I mean? Just respect the creator, respect the people that you know cr took the time to create this thing, and give credit where credit is due. Um, which leads us into kind of the last thing is uh, Q and A and community engagement. So we feel like in the podcast we do a lot of we do a lot of talking and we do a lot of talking at you guys, but we want to talk with you all as well. Yeah, that's yeah. So we're trying to figure out the best way to engage the community and and talk and so really and honestly i feel like the best way to figure out how to engage the community is to ask the community um what methods are the best do you like twitter do you like instagram is facebook better you know is uh youtube comments mm -hmm. we really want to know um you know or or do you just enjoy passively watching the content that's fine too um 
we just really want to know more about uh, what you all want to hear and see on the podcast and the best also, way what you what, like what you feel about what you do see and hear mm-hmm. and and not just like in like a critique kind of way but like what are your thoughts too yeah you know? like when we talk about a topic what are you thinking you know because i want to hear that you know i'd love to hear that yeah yeah, we always want to hear people weigh in on the topics that we talk about because some of the topics we talk about are pretty controversial and Yeah. I know y'all got opinions. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> also, hearing back from you helps us um understand what content people like interact with better, um what we did that really you know someone just felt and really enjoyed versus stuff that's kind of not sticking as much because we're very much we're doing this for ourselves and for you all it's for everybody you know it isn't it isn't just one or the other and we want to provide content that everybody enjoys you know exactly like if i wanted to just scream into the void i would just go out back of my house and just start, start talking about witchcraft and I hear, queer. <laughs> I hear twitter is great for that yeah, Twitter is great for screaming into the void. I'm so sorry about Twitter. I can't figure out which Twitter. If anyone can help me figure out, not Twitter itself, I get Twitter itself, but like, where is the witch community on Twitter? I don't understand what's going on there. I don't know. I need I, I need Twitter help. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's um that kind of sums up uh I guess this this next phase of the podcast, this new beginnings, this reboot, refresh. Um, we just really want it to be something that is of good quality and that really engages the community. Um, and we want to just deliver the best that we can to those that, that, um, that watch and listen. And for anyone who has reached out to us and engaged with us, thank you for doing that because that's, it's kind of why we do it in a way because we're looking to start conversation we're looking especially we have been so lucky with even with the the few um messages that we have gotten through different social media we have gotten so many like very heartfelt very um sincere very meaningful messages uh, uh you know of empowerment and and that kind of thing and that's absolutely wonderful Mm-hmm. Um, which if you guys don't mind me also making a point and I'm talking directly to our audience right now, um, I can comfortably say I'm speaking for all of us here at Witches Betwixt that you never have to feel, I mean, you can be shy, obviously it's okay to feel your feelings, but if you want to talk to us, we hold ourselves with a, a certain integrity and that, you know, we're never going to talk down to you. We're never going to, um, you're never going to get that snark that that you can sometimes get on other which social medias. You're, you're, we're not going to approach you that way for any reason. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, be nice to us, but we're never just going to be like, that's a stupid question and, and be condescending. So you never have to worry about any of us here doing that to any of you. Yeah, and I think a lot of times with like young young witches or young queer people young queer people like here's what you're always going to get how do i come out you know what i mean like if you ask some other i don't know maybe bigger name queer content creators they might say well i can't help you with that or this or that i mean yeah 
in the grand scheme of things, the way you come out is going to be unique to your experience. But you're not going to find that here. You're not going to find us saying, oh, sorry, I can't help you. Oh, sorry, I can't. You're, you're going to find a, a compassionate and sympathetic ear. And even if we can't always fix whatever the issue is, we will at least try. Even, yeah. Well, even, even, if we have, even if we can't say anything back, we're there to listen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you don't eat like, you know, if you just want to talk about how, you know, things are at home and you just need a part like a, a, you know, a third party, someone on the outside who is non-judgmental and, you know, you know, who, who maybe isn't your therapist or whatever, who's just like a friendly face, you know, maybe someone could to burn a scroll for you. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. and that too. And if you're, you know, beginning, uh, you know, beginning in in the witchcraft community or whatever crafted or path you're following, um, you know, those questions of, I did a spell and I don't think it worked, or I did a spell and I think it backfired really bad, and I, I don't know what's going on, or my house is haunted, or, you know, like those are not stupid questions. They're not silly questions. Um, if if I'm the one answering the question, I will always try and approach it from uh, like a logical standpoint first, and be like, okay, well, did you leave your computer on overnight and it was making you know spooky ghost noises? Did you, did you forget to turn it off? Or, um, but you know, no one will ever dismiss you. No one will ever dismiss you. We will always try and help you work through whatever it is, and don't feel like any question is stupid because it's it's really not. Especially because when you're asking witchcraft-related questions, they all sound stupid. Because you know, if you've if you've never been exposed to it before, it, it sounds like, oh well, um, I hear voices, and you're like, okay, yeah. well, what kind of you know? To us, we we just start to assess the situation. To other people, they're like, oh well, you're nuts, so whatever. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah, you'll you'll always find um, an open an open ear yeah. policy here. And- I have had to give so much advice to random people who have been like, hey, I got a haunting with this before. So, like, I'm game. I'm, I'm happy. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. We're like a, a collective of village witches. We're always here to um, give out advice and send you home with a scroll and a, and a bottle of herbs or whatever the case may be. <laughs> Take two and call me in the morning. Um, <laughs> yeah. <maybe. laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that kind of sums up, like, uh, where we're going with that. And what we also wanted to do, because I think, I think a lot of people like when we get personal updates, mm-hmm. um, we're just going to do a little bit of a personal update of what we've been doing over our unannounced break. And who wants to start? I can go first. Mine's fresh on my mind, too. Go for it. So it's a bit of a big announcement for me. I am getting a surgery set up. I'm getting voice surgery. And I've spent probably the past month and a half um, setting it up. It's why I haven't been doing anything with the social media because like 85% of my life energy is tied into that right now. So in the near future, there'll be a couple episodes uh, during a season where I won't be there. I'm going to be in recovery uh, for a little bit of time. And then after that, my voice will be a little bit different. I'm sure y'all will notice. And it'll just be a little bit of an adjustment phase. But I'll be more comfortable with it and I'll be happy about it. So that's the biggest thing for me. Other than that, I've just kind of been um, reassessing my life. I'm kind of coming out of a really dark phase and like moving towards things being good for like, 
the first time ever. So I'm like in this really hopeful phase where I don't want to jinx anything. And I'm like afraid that something bad's going to happen. But I'm like simultaneously trying so hard not to fucking sabotage it and make the bad thing happen. Because you know how like mm-hmm. thinking works, right? Mm-hmm. So can accidentally jinx yourself it's it's i do it all the time my family is so superstitious about jinx it's also called people. like anxiety isn't it <laughs> i think so yeah that's it's like a combination yeah that's that, yeah i can't sleep very well at night and i'm having mm-hmm. dreams about being in other dimensions and then paying for surgeries all at once so, <laughs> yeah it's um it's been a molotov cocktail but i'm getting out and it's springtime and i'm dating and i'm like doing shit so i'm doing better and you're probably going to see me in a better mood on the podcast than you've seen me for a while which is saying a lot because i may seem all cheery but i have a veneer and i hide all of my pain underneath so that nobody can (laughs) see me cry until until it's like (laughs) after dark and we're doing the cameras like on the patreon and i'm just like bawling my eyes (laughs) off the bottle of wine in the joint I was gonna say like the gla- the wine glass and the joint. Just... Yeah, in one in one hand and then like in on... one hand, of course. <laughs> yeah, I'm the... a cancer. It's all just out there anyway. <laughs> I'm a cancer moon. We gotta have like an astrological breakdown because I'm like Virgo Sun Cancer Moon. I uh... do think it would be really fun to do an episode where we do our charts. Oh, that website yeah. that you found, Sophia, was so Astro Dentist. Yes, um, mm-hmm. where we all do our charts and we all like call each other out in our bullshit that'd be great (laughs) that'd be so fun yeah that's my tip for me with your witch friends that's what you're supposed to do you're supposed to call them out in their bullshit all the time yeah it's it's a requirement uh so cancer sun virgo moon (laughs) scorpio uh scorpio ascendant what? Seriously? I'm Scorpio Ascendant as well. Fuck. Oh my god, you are the same person, but... <laughs> the same person, but reversed. I'm a little bit more practical-minded, and I keep my emotions underneath, and Scott's, like, got his practical side underneath, and his emotions are like, ah, I'm sure. Literally. That's actually literally Scott. That's exactly me. <laughs> You're like, I want to be organized, but I'm emotional. <laughs> I need a shirt that says that right now. <laughs> Which is betwixt original content. First shirt right there. <laughs> Yo, that would not be a bad idea, like, uh, for certain quotes and shit. Oh Have my the, Scott, the Scott text underneath, like, quote by Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I want we need to little uh, cartoon, like, uh, little bitmoji-looking things of us or something. I feel like with this community, that that quote would, like, especially if I would have wanted to say it, it would just be <laughs> all over the place. Like, there would be so many people who are like, I, I feel this. They won't even watch the podcast or know what it's about, and they'll be buying that shirt and walking down the fucking street wearing it. Right. You just wear that shirt in public. People are like, same. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Sophia, did you want to get into any um, details about your voice surgery, like where you're oh, going? I can actually going? explain, yeah, because I'm sure a lot of trans people would appreciate that. Um, yeah. So it's the Yizan Voice Center, I think that's how you say it, I could be wrong, don't quote me, in South Korea. Um, if you're interested in their stuff at all, it's spelled Y-E-S-O-N, Voice Center. Um you can find videos on YouTube of uh, trans women who've gone there, like a before and after. And it's like 
a type of surgery where they don't use an incision. So they slide a fiber optic cable down the throat and they burn certain parts where the trachea opens so that it raises your pitch. And um, there's no real uh, horrid side effects. Like there's a 95% chance of success. And the only success failure that can happen is if you don't get your pitch raised enough. So it's not going to like make your voice really messed up or something you know it's like a very safe procedure there's also um, not a high risk of you becoming mute or anything yeah, like that it's like not next to none um but I have to like not talk for like two weeks and I can't even like drink coffee or eat spicy food or drink tea those are my things like I can't I can't drink coffee which I do all day I can't like hot like hot drinks right yeah can't drink well you can have ice ice tea and ice coffee I'm gonna check with them when I'm there to see okay make sure but we'll see I have to yeah I mean they're acidic they're acidic yeah that Mm. could be it too oh Um, yeah there's no because no spicy food in the capsaicin. That's right. Yeah. What about that... orange juice then? I guess you can't have orange juice. Either. I'm gonna. They're gonna provide me a long list of shit I can't have for. I am thirsty dessert. for you right now. <laughs> you know, I'll just drink extra coffee and juice. Well, for you. If just make sure you get extra juice in there because the coffee is gonna dehydrate you a little bit. But um, <laughs> but yeah, like if you're interested at all in the surgery, it is a bit pricey. Um, it's like. 7,000 and some odd dollars American uh, sort of deal. So it's not cheap. Um, it works out to like 9,400 Canadian. But if you're like me and you're more dysphoric about your voice than anything else, there's options out there. You don't have to feel like you're stuck with something that you might not want to stay with, you know? And I know for me, like, this is something I've wanted since I was like, 18 years old in the closet and I like looking at videos on YouTube maybe not 18 maybe a little older I don't know but yeah this is like this is big for me and I'm very excited about it and extremely scared and trying not to panic sweat the bed every night and wake up at 6 a.m and having night terrors so uh, just a little disclaimer for you though Sophia I know you mentioned the the price tag on this Sophia is not rich everyone no, no. Is, uh... <laughs> I work I work minimum wage jobs and I had a job that paid me more than minimum wage since like I came out. You were just, I guess, fortunate enough to have your kind of a jerk dad pay for it. (laughs) Well, essentially the way it's working is I'm not going to get a wedding from my dad now because this is your wedding. This is what my wedding money would have been, essentially. So I, I, I struck that bargain. I'm happy to take it. Plus I'm like, a, a queer poly trans woman who's probably yeah. going to get married, and if I did, like, which one of my four partners am I going to marry, you know? I mean, honestly, like, even if you did marry, like, let's say, like, the whole, the whole shit, whatever, he wouldn't even, he wouldn't even fund it. He'd be and like, it, no. And I'd probably be barefoot in a, in the forest in some Right, like, I was just going to say that. Just, you know? witches, like, that's not going to, like, <laughs> do you know how some I say this to Joyce all the time, I'm like, you know... We need to have two weddings, one for the normal family and then one for the witch family. Uh, <laughs> you really need to have two. <laughs> I um, I actually told Darian recently, I refuse to do that now. Yeah. Really? Yep. Uh, I, I, I heard other witches talking about that, and I don't remember, unfortunately, who for life me who it was, but they made a good point. And basically, I mean, it's really simple. It comes down to the fact that if I did that, 
it starts to look as if there's I have shame somehow. It could translate to them that I'm ashamed that I practice witchcraft that I'm, you know, and the thing is, is that I, why, and another thing too, is that as a queer person, why do I have to make you comfortable? Yeah. You know, I'm always true. tired of putting myself out of the way <laughs> to make everyone else comfortable. Queer That's people do that all the time because, all or you know, we're unfortunately societally imposed, you know, as we talked about before to the point to where even like queer relationships become like, you know, less than, you know, like, so that's why I refuse to do that now. You know, I know that his mom is not going to like it very much, but Oh, well, it ain't for you. It's not for you. Right. I mean, trust me. I, I subscribe to that belief 100%. If it were up to me, I'd be barefoot in the woods and maybe having a barbecue. To be honest, that's my dream wedding. I, I think my family would be scared if they actually understood what my lifestyle was like for a moment and for them to see the authenticity of my witchcraft and then like having multiple partners that I'm dating at the same time at one wedding. And it, like them not even having seen a polycule dynamic before, I they, they couldn't handle it. They'd overload. It'd be culture shock, you know? <laughs> yeah, it would it would be kind of rough. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty monogamous and, and tame in that area, but like... I just, I couldn't, like, I can't even talk to my mom about certain things. Like, I can't even casually mention, like, oh, you know, I'm thinking about getting surgery in, in 2020 or, or maybe probably 2021. But I'm like, oh, I think I'm having surgery in, like, two years. And she's like, surgery? What do you mean? And I'm like, what do you oh. mean what I mean? <laughs> you know? Do they not know how trans, being trans works? Uh, apparently, um, I'm just supposed to keep the top half and just deal with it. Okay. That's, that's how that's supposed to go. Oh, they're fucking wrong. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, not gonna happen. So, <laughs> but um, so yeah, that that is super cool. Are you gonna um vlog your experience maybe a little bit while you're we'll out there? See. Uh, I'm I'm gonna obviously make... before you can't talk. Yeah, I'm gonna make plans for that kind of stuff the moment I know the surgery is like paid for and everything's not going to fall through because I don't want to fucking have it all set up and have my hopes and dreams crushed because that always happens in my life. And I just, we'll see. I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> it's got to happen. Mm-hmm. I have I mean, a good feeling it, about it'll it. It'll happen. It'll yeah. happen. I have a good feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what about you, Scott? What's going on with you? Honestly, nothing, nothing major. Uh, I mean... I so I'm going to see my therapist every Friday. Um, things have been pretty good. Uh, I disassociate every now and again, but that seems to be my biggest problem lately is disassociating out the ass. But um, other than that, I'm pretty okay. I'm I'll be uh, I'll be going back to school in September, and I have five classes. Two of those classes are retakes, um, and then I'll be I'll have my associates. I'll be graduated, um, and then I'll be going to uh, for my bachelor's. I mean, like, everything's actually okay. I mean, and then on, um, May 1st, I'm going to a ritual, a Beltane ritual here in Philly, uh, up South Street, which, uh, Jay, I've been wanting to see I if you want to I was gonna say, go. where was my invite? <laughs> it's, it's, it was, it, it was meant it to was come, coming. but it was, but due, yeah. to, due to the disassociating. Yeah. Um, Where's it at? South Street. Where at on South Street? Harry's World. Oh, at Harry's. Okay, that's our um, local, one of our local occult shops. Yeah. Um. The man, the manager there, uh, he's a online witch friend of mine. 
Mm. And uh, he's going to be, he's trying to get me in there at least part time as a reader. Oh, wow. Very nice. So I might have an in there. So, I mean, I have really good things happening right now. I mean, like nothing, I mean, I get stressed, but that's just because of bad brain chemistry, but like, and, you know, trauma. But other than that, I'm, I'm actually okay. I mean, I'm still lazy. I'm just like a blob right now. I just stay at home and, you know, answer. Apparently I answer people's questions about witchcraft lately. I've been getting like random people, like friends, nice people, but like people I've talked to, haven't talked to in a while. Scott, I know I haven't talked to you in a long time, but I'm having this issue or this is happening. And I'm like, oh, no problem. Let me talk to you about it. Like, you know, you're like so- a wizard in your, in your tower. Like, let writing. me get my book. <sighs> like the messages you get are like the equivalent of like messenger pigeons carrying questions. Owls. You're like, mm, owls. owls. Yeah. <laughs> ravens. Owls and ravens. That's what they yeah. do in Game of Thrones, right? Ra- yeah, ravens. <laughs> a raven at your door. I think a raven would be smart enough to rip that message off and go to freedom, but that's a side note. <laughs> true. Very true. But other than that, I've been pretty good, actually. Even my magic has been pretty decent, I have to say. Although, I did, a, um, me and Darian worked a protection, and I don't know, I don't know exactly what happened. Now, I'm not sure if we accidentally trapped something that was already inside of the house. Because weird stuff started happening, right? And I was like, well, we just did the protection. I'm like, ah, shit, you know. But um, so I'm not sure. It honestly felt, when I, when I started reading it, right, like when I was doing a reading for it and just not even like with Tower, I just sat down and like did the mediumship thing. It just wanted to get out. So mm-hmm. thankfully I have a, a particular talisman. I'm not wearing any of my jewelry today. Um, that's a key that I have enchanted for purposes similar to the, exactly like this. So I basically gave it authority to pass through. Due to the way me and Darian work our wards on the house, uh, the way we word it, it's, you know, we have the will to, we, ha- we can, it's if we allow it to pass through. If it's, but if it's you simple. will it. Yeah. <laughs> so, other than that, everything's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. How about you, Jay? Um, I've been okay. Um, there's some good things and some like kind of annoying things. I'm moving in a couple months, which is both good and annoying at the same time because there's a lot of work that has to be done in that house. My original goals and plans were really lofty. Like I wanted to get in there and and paint everything, like you know, like new new paint on the walls <clears throat> and stuff like that. But I don't think that's gonna happen just because of the time space continuum is not going to allow that to happen. So, but I'm just trying to, to take a to take a step because I have this I have this problem. It's it's always been my problem. I I always just start to I guess it's the Aries in me that just wants to I'm going to do everything. And we're going to do everything right now, and it's going to be fine. And it's never that it never works out. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So I think we're just gonna we're just gonna take it one step at a time. We're gonna move in what we can. Well, there's just a lot of stuff in the house. It's like a lot of junk and boxes that have to get moved to another house and put in storage. So it's a lot of um, coordinating friends and bribing with lots of pizzas and beers. And um, so that's, it's both good and annoying. And uh, the annoying part is obviously the logistics of moving and coordinating everything. But the positive part of it is that I will have a space 
that um, I can have my game nights back. I can have my own office kind of space. Like, you know, I'm not just in one room in a house. Um, and I'll have a spot where, you know, if me and Scott did want to record something live for the podcast, we can. And I also have space for magic. Yeah. My magic, That's unlike Scott's and unlike... <laughs> I don't know what you've been doing lately, Sophia, but you seem like you've been having some experiences. My magic is probably at an all-time low at this point because I am so restricted in my space and what I can and can't do. And I'm at work all day, and then I come home, and my altar is so dusty and just so unused. I can feel how sad it is. (laughs) Like, I can just, I can feel how, like, lonely Mm -hmm. um, my tools uh, feel. And I don't want to feel that anymore. Um, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to find a way to balance everything that I want to do. I have, I have a bit of like a creative writing streak going right now. There's some uh, anthropomorphic or furry literature and anthologies out there that I um, am working on stories for. So I've kind of got this push. I, I really, um, I'm really interested in, in writing in that medium right now. And, um, and obviously like. The podcast itself is I'm really renewed in that. So in that aspect, I'm it's like a, it's like a it's just, it's just trying to balance all of my interests in addition to like paying my bills and like <laughs> like going to work and mm-hmm. what well, I mean I I like my job and I, I I do love my new job and everything like that. But I still always have this itch even when I'm there that I want uh I want to work for myself. Mm-hmm. An itch to which. An itch to which, yes, an itch to which I still <laughs> really, really, really want to work for myself. And the business that I, I always keep, I still want my, my eulogy writing business to mm-hmm. to be mine. Um, and, I, and, I, and I feel a little guilty for that because I'm like, oh, you have this good job. Like, why are you sitting here, like, wishing for something else? And I'm like, I just, I just want it. I can't, I can't explain it. I just want it. Don't limit yourself, though. I mean, like, why would that one job be enough? It's like shoot the stars. It's just a step towards like what you can build, right? Yeah, and and you know, I think about that too because I'm like I could just use this as a way to you know keep myself afloat mm-hmm. and pay my bills and stuff while I get that thing going, yeah. and that's just what I've been th- that's just what I've been focusing on. But um, I think a huge factor into me developing all of the things that I want to do will be my living space. Once that changes, I think. I will feel a lot different because I won't feel as restricted. Um, in in a piece of like actual like super good news, I got an email the other day saying that my my hearing from my name change is going to be on May sixth. That's great. Right, so I don't have to be super awkward anymore and like hand over oh. my ID and people are like, "Who the fuck are you?" And I'll be like, "Me, bitch." Right. <laughs> Britney, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, um, a little bit about that. If anyone is is in the area that that listens to this that can use the Mazzoni Center, I do recommend it. So I'm actually, I went through the Mazzoni Center. They take on pro bono cases. You have to make a certain threshold of money for them to take on your case pro bono, obviously. Um, pro bono, for anyone who doesn't know, means they, they absorb the cost of it, essentially. You don't have to pay those legal fees. 
is what that is. Um, you just fill out a questionnaire. You give them all. You know, you give them copies of your birth certificate, social security card, all those typical documents, and they basically take care of it all for you from that point. They publish uh, in MPA. You have to publish in two two newspapers. Your uh, like the declaration of your name change or whatever it is. So you like it has to be published in a legal paper and then I think like a local paper for like a couple weeks it has to circulate. So you have to announce that oh so and so is changing their name from blah to blah. I don't know why but it's a law. Um, so they take care of publishing that for you. They take care. They go to court for you. So my hearing is May six but I don't actually have to go. So I don't actually have to go to the court. They just go on my behalf which is awesome. And yeah, and then I'm not sure what happens from there, um, but I do know that, and then I'll have to go to the DMV and play that fun game with my ID. Um, But for the most part, they they pretty much take care of everything, and I didn't really have to pay anything because I didn't make a lot of money last year. Um, The only thing I did have to pay out of my own pocket was $204 exactly, and that's just the cost of running the ad in the papers for a couple weeks that's all it was and really if you think about the price of legal fees in america for all sorts of things that's really that's jump change in comparison to what it could have been you know mm-hmm. so it's really cool and uh so the mazoni center they partnered with temple law clinic so it's actually temple law clinic that is handling my case right now and they're so they're a bunch of law students and they're they're really cool they're they're they're, they're a good group and yeah i really i really couldn't answer a better experience um oh, so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm really happy that my name is going to be changed i've just been i'm super fucking happy for you yeah it's just it's so frustrating it's just really frustrating to be um in limbo mm-hmm. i guess it, it's definitely a feeling of of being very much like it's almost like um like when scott was talking about disassociating i, I think maybe I might do that more now and you wouldn't think that just like a piece of paper would would make it any different Mm-hmm. but it kind of does because, you know, you sit there and everyone at work is calling me Jay and everyone, you know, this and that. And then like, I and then I pay for something with my card and it has my birth name on it, or I show my ID for something and it has my birth name on it. And, you know, you're just kind of like, well, well, which one am I? You know, <laughs> it feels like shit. I've, I've been there. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. I can tell Especially you. Especially like, like um, when so- I go to pick up my tea, <laughs> Yeah. The pharmacist the one time was like, do you know that your insurance has you marked as female? And I was like, I know. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say that, like, by the time that you've had it changed for a little bit, all of that feels so much better. Like, you're no longer stressed to pull out your ID and show someone. It goes from feeling like that disassociation like you were talking about to, like, being something you're excited to do like when you have your name and likeness on that id it's 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 a good feeling it's like when you're uh like when you're 21 and you walk into a bar for the first time and you're like i'm legal like yeah yeah i can get in here and yeah it also it'll feel like that again i'm sure i also must say it'll like at least in some small way too to reduce the the effects of disassociating just because I always find that trying to explain to people what disassociating feels like is one of the hardest mental health conditions to explain to somebody. Because, mm. unfortunately, I don't know if 
you ha- you guys feel this way, but like when I disassociate, like sometimes it's to the point to where like I can't even feel like like my like me touching me. Like mm. it's it's I get like so far just re- like removed from myself that I I can't feel like physically. Like I can feel it, but it doesn't feel like I'm feeling it. You know what I mean? And it's it's so strange, and then people look at you like you're weird, and I'm like. You know, and I'm like, I'm not, you know, they think, you know, they automatically, these, you know, these people don't know anything about mental health. So they like, you know, automatically think you're psychotic or whatever. Yeah. And they don't even know what that means, but they think it. And, you know, so. Yeah. I think for me, like, I don't, I don't really feel like it's not a, it's not rooted in like a physical manifestation or a physical sensation. It's mostly like, I think about myself as if I'm not myself. Like I, I think about myself of this, as if I'm someone else talking about me. Yeah. Like your I, internal monologue. I'm like, um, oh yeah, you oh, know, I, that's Jay, so that guy, blah 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 blah. And I'm like, but I'm Jay. And it's like, no, you're not. And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. See, it's funny. I don't, I don't experience this internal dialogue. I experience this physical and as um, a a physiological sensation. So it becomes, like I said, like a yeah, like it's the feeling, and then like this this dizziness of like kind mm, I of. I was gonna say, like everything, like it's like a overwhelm but dizzy at yeah. the same time, and you're not like you kind of feel like you're having an outer body experience for me, and that's how, how mine. Hmm? Keep going, sorry. No, for me it's just it appears it's like very physiological and and kind of and and yeah. It's funny. I never realized that how, how yeah. I, I mean, I figured it would have it. Most mental illnesses will affect different people differently, but yeah, I get that though. Because like when something happens and I start disassociating, it's like you know that feeling of if you're sitting. Imagine you're sitting like this, and you know you're not moving, but it feels like you're slowly moving back and forth like All this. The time. And All the and time. you have to look at yourself in a mirror to like see if you're doing like a backwards rocking like that and then sometimes you start physically doing it if you're really doing bad to like start walking back and forth like that and it's almost like my my eyes widen a bunch like I'll do this but then I'll like hyper focus on a point I'm not looking at while everything kind of like closes around and then I think about myself third person like it's never like I need to pick up my laundry. It's you need to pick up your laundry. All right, let's do this for you now, you know, sort of thing. It's like I'm there to help myself along instead of being myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's just um, like if I'm in a crowd of people and it happens, I it's almost like um, I'm watching a movie of my life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. starring me. <laughs> and it's it's. It's yep. but it's like starring me, but I don't really give a shit that it's me. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's very strange, and I, I don't know. I always explained it to to a Bridget, a mutual friend of ours. Um, I always explained it to Bridget like feeling alone despite being in a room full of people, but I don't know if that's necessarily dissociating or if that's just kind of like an anxiety depression thing. That but I feel like the two kind of kinda are yeah. really linked for me though. Yeah. Minor. Um, I also think too. I if you guys don't mind. I mean, I don't want to get into this, but since we're talking about ourselves a little bit in this episode, um, I mean, we did take a mental health break. That's what it was for. Yeah. Um, the reason I disassociate, although I I do have gender feels, um, 
which I came out to my friends a little while ago. Um, and I kind of, at this point, uh, as, as my boyfriend says, I'm just Scott. I just am who I am because man, man and woman just never either really made much sense. Um, however, the reason I disassociate is not because of my gender feels. It's actually due to uh, what me and my therapist we call, and, and a lot of other people have called little Scotty. Hmm. Uh, a lot of my trauma is based when I was seven years old. Um, is when we can really trace back the, uh, I mean, my trauma has been happening before then, but, uh, there, there seemed to be an excess at seven mm. and sort of like, a, but not really, uh, it, it would, I would argue that it's probably the process in which someone with DID would take, um, although just not to that level, um, Little Scotty is the damaged inner child that never got to grow up inside of my mind. Mm. And so when I disassociate, it's because sometimes the rejection of adulthood, the, uh, the, this kind of, I still feel like him. Uh, there are times when uh, I disassociate, I will feel small. I will feel physically in height smaller um, I try to, uh, like, it's like, I will try to push myself into a corner and ball up. Uh, it has to do with this kind of, um, archetype that's alive inside of my mind. And he is a seven-year-old me who never got to grow up in a way that was healthy. Mm. So that's why I disassociate. It's because there's a younger version of myself kind of alive inside of my head. And that's kind of... Kind of explains your escapism, too, I guess. You know, mm -hmm. you're like, oh, I just want to do D&D stuff and nothing else or whatever the case is. Yeah. I mean, which is funny, too, because I also talked to my therapist about that as well. And, like, I told her, like, I'm not, like, there's some of my escapism is not always toxic either like there are times where like it's just kind of like i love that game it's a great hobby like i just recognize it as a great hobby that i love you know mm -hmm. but then of course there are times where like i'll do things that it, it 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 honestly i find my escapism the the when it's toxic is more about how i feel while i'm doing it than the process of doing it um if i'm doing it because I need to escape and I haven't left my room in four days. That's when, you know, I'm bad, you know? Yeah. Um, and when I do come down, it's only to talk about that. And like, I can't talk about anything else, you know? So, but no, you're totally right. You know? So I just wanted to give people and like, just to show, you know, just so that way people understand why I disassociate, you know? Yeah, and it's um it's really important to understand where where people come from and, and like all three of us just described the same event. Pretty much the same event. And and but three different ways. Close. And yeah. a lot of closeness too cuz I get right. the whole lot like the movie part and you don't care about that it's you. I totally understood that. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's I think kind of what we were getting at with um community engagement. We don't want to be the podcast that's just Tell us how good we are, or, or tell yeah. us how bad we are. I'm not. We're not looking for 
I mean, yeah, critique us, sure. But we're not looking for critiques on just the podcast in general. We're looking to talk, like, to have deep and meaningful conversations with the people that do follow this podcast is to, you know, um, if you feel like you can't talk to anyone else about certain things, we're, like, we are open to talking about the things that most people don't or can't talk about. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying... Any of us are licensed therapists. We are not mm-hmm. psychiatrists, psychologists, what have you. We're not going to prescribe you a treatment plan, but we are just here to talk. Yeah. On whatever that may be. Even um, when I have my associates, I'm still not a licensed therapist. Yes, still <laughs> not a licensed therapist. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we're just, and and that's, I think that's kind of what I want to set apart from from any any other kind of podcast where it's just like we're the people and then we talk to you and then sometimes you give us comments and feedback I, I think I just want it to be more of um, of building a community I would love yeah. to even have some of you on the podcast with us talking about a topic mm-hmm. I would love Which to have that Sophia has talked why. about that so yeah. much <laughs> yeah. we community have, engagement have... I've driven that home <laughs> yes community engagement like to the nth degree because like literally have you on the podcast is is really what the what the goal is here um so and i just hope that you all like the the new direction that we're taking and sort of this re revival and rebirth of what we're doing um i'm just trying to think of any other points that we may have missed earlier i don't think so i think we really touched on yeah on everything about the seasons and the zine Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Patreon tiers. Yep. We briefly touched on the logo, which I really hope everyone loves as much as we do. Um, and the Q and A. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and the Q and A kind of like brings us back full circle, pretty much, is that we want to hear what you all think and feel about everything that we're doing, about all the topics that we talk about. We want to know. Um, so I guess for now, we will see you all in the next episode. And have a good night, evening, yeah. morning, day. We love day. you so much. We, we do. We care. love you so much. Seriously. We yeah. Do. We're not going anywhere. We're still here. We're here mm-hmm. to fucking stay, baby. All right. <laughs> All right. I'll see you All next right. time. Bye. Hello, everyone. Scott here. I've been reading tarot for over 10 years. I am an intuitive reader. And through my readings, I try to give guidance to aid my clients in navigating their lives. To schedule a reading with me, you can find me on Facebook at Witchwise Seer and Witch. You can also find me over on Instagram and Tumblr with the handle Witchwise, spelled W-Y-T-C-H-W-Y-S-E. You can find links to all of my social media in the show notes. I hope to hear from you.